Welcome, adventurers. This is the 11th audio session report for the Rallying Ragnarok D&D 5e campaign. This session 25 report is for the Grass-Eating Philosophizers playing group, which is entitled What Next, and took place on September 10th, 2021. The player characters are Clara, Yendaya, Ranman, Saren, Rasuli, and the NPC Aramiel. The report reads as follows. Everyone arrived back in the Citadel Mess Hall from Skotasis Temple. It is 2 p.m. Saren has started to take Aramiel to Unatsakaj for healing and to see if the process could be reversed. Ramen goes to Baziel's temple to seek guidance on what to do. In light of the playing the in light of the party's bargain with Skotas. Baziel is unaware of what has taken place and asks that Ramen catch her up to speed. She is not happy about the deal, but trusts Heshrahan far less than Skotas. She warns the party that Skotas is conniving and treacherous. Upon learning of Aramiel's fate, she asks Ranman to bring him to her. Ranman contacts Saren via the Hule talisman, and she brings him to Baziel. Saddened by what Skotas did to Aramiel, she transports him to her. Now, Saren is also here, and this greatly angers her, and she immediately challenges the goddess on Aramiel's whereabouts. Baziel says that he is one of the last of her beloved people and will keep him safe by her side at all costs. This does little to alleviate Saren's anger, however. Baziel asks the party to focus in on the good things of this world so that they will not lose hope and fall into despair. She asks them to always remember the greater purpose. She knows that their task is difficult. Ronman goes outside to train to give Saren space, thinking that uh, she might be a little mad at him for uh, calling Baziel there and kind of starting the whole thing. Whole thing. But Saren... Um, decides to stay in Baziel's chapel and leaves her mark in it. She casts the, I think it's Tendril of Darkness, not quite sure of the spell, but leaves the altar extremely charred with dark tendril marks all around. And the, the, the tabernacle is actually dark with uh, Saren's fingerprints as she had clutched it tightly and is just kind of crumbled and broken. So she leaves it in quite a state of <laughs> disrepair as payback for her taking Aramiel. So Ranmin goes outside to train to give Saren space, and Yendaya follows Ranmin and starts to study his fighting technique. Ramen notices this and asks Shindaya if she would like to learn how to fight. She agrees, and Ramen begins to train her. She completes uh, one day of her training. She needs nine more days of training to gain one level in fighter, which is something Yendaya very much wants to do. At around 5 p.m., an alarm is raised throughout the Citadel. There is a great commotion, and the Crimson Order Masters run all around through the mess hall and um, seems to be they're all going in one direction. Naibo appears and warns the party to flee. The Eshkatarans have breached the hidden passage and it is no longer safe. 
The party sees extremely wounded Crimson Order monks being brought back from the passage. Uh, they are missing limbs. They are in different states of of um, extreme woundedness. The cry goes out that they are overrun. Saren tells the party that they must find Oleren with their only way out of the citadel now breached. Perhaps he can teleport them to safety. They find him packing his things in his room, and he readily agrees to teleport them, and they teleport 12 miles south of the citadel on the King's Road. Oleron then tells the party that he must go back and help the citadel, so he teleports himself back away, stranding the party 12 miles on the road south. Yendaya decides to scry on Hule to see if she survived the battle at Shiramar. As the party heard a rumor that some may have survived the battle, and um, they heard this either from Naibo or probably Oleron, I can't remember where they heard the rumor from. So as she scries on Hule, she sees Hule lying on a broken down bed, which appears to be um, her bedroom um, that is all in disarray and broken down. And she appears to be sleeping, but she's covered in many, many wounds. The room, which appears to have been her bedroom, as I just said, has been torn apart and Yadaya senses that she is hurt badly, but not dead. Yendaya then decides to scry, to scry upon Naibo. She hears that the citadel has been secured, but the passage has been lost. Ten members of the Crimson Order were lost. Sixteen were wounded, including Naibo himself. The enemy lost none in the assault. The fighters that they encountered was, were the most ferocious fighters the Crimson Order monks had ever seen. The party decides then to go to Shiramar. They travel for three hours, 18 miles at Aspect of the Beast outpace, and then encounter Telki Warg riders. After a quick and decisive battle, the party disposes of the bodies and then decides to make camp for the night. Upon searching the bodies, the party finds 141 silver pieces. Ranman then patrols the area to ensure nothing Nothing uh, nothing else dangerous is around. After finding nothing, the party sets up watch and a watch schedule and turns in for the night at about 9.30 p.m. No encounters happen. Everything is uneventful. And the next session will start at 6 a.m. the next day. All members will benefit from a long rest at the start of next session. Individual benefits. Randman gains enough piety points by seeking Baziel's aid to become a disciple of Baziel, or 25 piety points with her. For now, I will allow the following. As a devotee, piety 3+, Randman can cast bless with this trait, requiring no material components. The blessing manifests as a nimbus around the affected creatures, causing them to shed dim light in a five-foot radius until the spell ends. You can cast this spell in this way a number of times equal to your wisdom modifier minimum of once. You regain all expended uses when you finish a long rest. Wisdom is a spellcasting ability for this spell. He also gains votary, which means... uh, um, you've made a vow to continue in religious service. That's 10 piety points, and you can cast daylight with this trait. Once you cast the spell in this way, you cannot do so again until you finish a long rest. Wisdom is the spellcasting modifier, or excuse me, spellcasting ability for this spell. As 
And then as a disciple, so they have these, he, Renman has these two. And finally, this final trait um, with 25 piety points, you grow accustomed to the blazing radiance of the sun. You have advantage on saving throws against being blinded and you have resistance to fire damage. Like he didn't already need that. <laughs> Clara has enough piety points to be a votary of Baziel or a votary is somebody who is sworn to religious service like a monk or a nun. Um, so she has 10 piety points with Baziel. So for now, this is what we're going to say as a devotee, uh, first trait devotee with three piety points, Clara can cast bless with this trait requiring no material components. The blessing manifests as a nimbus around the affected creatures, causing them to shed dim light in a five foot radius until the spell ends. You can cast the spell in this way a number of times equal to your wisdom modifier, minimum of once. You regain all expended uses when you finish a long rest. Wisdom is your spell casting ability for this spell. Now, with her 10 points, she is also a votary of um, Baziel. So she's literally a votary, but she has the uh, the trait of the devotee and votary as well, which again is somebody who has made a vow um, to perform religious service like a monk or a nun. Okay, You can cast daylight with this trait, and once you cast a spell in this way, you can't do so again until you finish a long rest. Wisdom is a spell casting ability for this spell. For clarification, Saren, Rasuli, and Clara have three piety points with Skotas and have become a devote, devotee of Skotas. For now, I will allow the following as a devotee, piety three plus. You can cast gentle repose with this trait, requiring no material components and a number of times equal to your wisdom modifier minimum of one. You gain all extended uses. Excuse me. You regain all expended uses when you finish a long rest. Wisdom is your spell casting ability for the spell. Saren is at na is now at ten corruption points, and Yendaya is at six corruption points. Um, actually, I don't think that's right because according to last time, we said that uh, Yendaya would be at nine. And Saren would be at nine. So Saren takes another corruption point for the loss of Aramiel. So Saren is now at 10 corruption points and Yendaya is now at nine corruption points. I'm working on revamping the corruption system. So hopefully more to come next session, but definitely when I get back from vacation, we should have a little bit more clarity on that. And also Saren should note that she has four souls um, favor with her Patreon patron. Um, every time she kills somebody with one of her warlock spells, the soul is sucked down into um, her patron's lair and gains favor with them. Uh, rewards granted treasure, 141 silver points for the party from the hobgoblins. Um, uh, experience for each player, 1,000 experience for the session, 1,438 experience for the hobgoblin encounter. 500 experience for good role-playing, 750 experience to Yendaya for successful scrying on Hule, and 750 experience to Yendaya for successfully scrying on Naibo. That is the completion of the Session 25 report for the Grass-Eating Philosophizers. Um, until next time, adventurers!